Hello, and welcome to Binging the Force, a Star Wars rewatch, where we watch uh, Star Wars episodes and talk over the good parts. Uh, tonight, I am joined by Kim. Hello. Shane. Hello. And Jackie and Bill. Hi there. <laughs> and hello. And tonight, we're going to be watching Ahsoka Chapter 4, Fallen Jedi, which uh, premiered last night, I believe. A lot of exciting stuff going on in this episode. I'm looking forward to us uh, watching it and talking about it. And with that, I think we're going to have a lot of stuff to say right after the end of the episode. So uh, I think we should just jump right in and then we'll uh, give ourselves some extra time to to chat afterwards. Okay, you want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's dive in. Yeah, that sounds good. Almost died. <laughs> Multiple times. It's, it's normal for a Star Wars character. Yeah. Yeah. So here we have our usual recap in case you weren't paying attention last week. <laughs> it's good really sometimes. enjoying. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I like the recap sometimes because it just gives me a quick refresh of uh, what, not, not that I missed it, but okay, this is where we are again now. Yeah, exactly. And it gives you all, here's everything that's important to remember for the to, for this week's story to make sense. <clears throat> and I was going to say, I'm really enjoying uh, what a major character Huyang has ended up being. I was expecting him to just be a, a quick cameo, and he's turned out to be one of the main characters, which is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't like him. I don't like the way he treats Sabine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Star Wars has a, a, a established history of droids with difficult personalities. That's true. And as a uh, Doctor Who fan, I really enjoy hearing David Tennant's voice in the show. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Jefferson, is it because it's David Tennant or? <laughs> Partially, I have to admit, I really loved, um, uh, I forget the character's name, but the character that Tom Baker played on Rebels, the big force mm -hmm. monster. I, I loved him a lot too. So it's some a little of that. I love the fact that the robot's face actually looks like David Tennant's face. Um, but I like the character too. I like the yeah. we need a wisecracking droid in Star Wars. It's important. Yeah. I really love this episode. How it just sort of starts right up from the last one, and you know, it, it almost feels like if you watch all four of these episodes together, it's almost like a a movie, right? I think, you can oh, I think binge it is. this. I, I have a feeling you're going to be able to binge watch the whole thing and it'll be like a big old long movie. Right, and it'll be effortless. You'll you'll sit down and press play on episode one and the next thing you know it'll be six hours later and you'll have watched yeah. it all. Like hopefully right. you can skip all the previews and then just go just watch mm -hmm. it all. What would be really cool is if uh, a fan edit just, you know, just connected them from one just do like to a the other so there's just no stop. That'd be really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Right, it, almost, it just it feels like we just pressed pause at the end of last week's episode to go get a drink, and then <clears throat> now we're just starting right up where we left off. That's how the beginning of the series felt. Like you press pause on Rebels, mm -hmm. and then you started in. Mm -hmm. We got a little Everybody past it, but I like seeing the fulcrum call sign again. Mm -hmm. Which is a nice little touch. They're they're doing a fairly good job, I think of dropping stuff in from rebels that doesn't necessarily won't necessarily confuse the audience. If they don't get it, it doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. If don't know what is. I feel that's the same way at the end. I, you don't have to, you don't need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we get to the end, but um, yeah, I think this, this episode in particular has done a nice job of dropping that stuff in without confusing us too much. So I am here. I'm just trying to stay off camera if possible because I've got a cold. But um, yeah, I just watched a uh, a Rebels like recap, like a five minute, like, you know, here's very quickly everything you need to know. And it covered like all four seasons of Rebels. And uh, like, I don't know if I would have gotten the Fulcrum reference without that. that yeah, that, but that, that was the like, point is you didn't need to. That Fulcrum was yeah. a call sign that was being used at someone they talked to in the first couple seasons. And then it turned out to be Ahsoka. Right, right. Yeah, but you didn't need to know that. That didn't have any yeah, bearing on the story. Not at all. And then I love the way all the subtitles are, you know, majestic music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of like, yeah, I like seeing these with the little subtitles sometimes. So I haven't quite hit that old people hit where we just watch TV with subtitles on all the time, but I'm not too far away. I'm pretty close. <laughs> 
this episode is a lot of fun. It's probably one of my favorite so far. Of course, we're only four episodes in, but uh, it is rife with foreshadowing and a lot of predictability. But yeah. uh, we, we just had that little um, discussion between Sabine and Ahsoka. And of course, the, you know, can I trust you? Yeah. Um, we're... <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And here's here's the point where I was thinking, okay, this is where poor Huyang gets killed to prove the situation is serious. <laughs> I still would have liked at least one director to have said to to uh, Rosario Dawson that that folding her arms is not is not emotion. Yeah, <laughs> but well, she does that a lot in Rebels. She does that in the cartoon a lot. That's just her. That's her. Yeah, she's yeah. picking up a lot of the stance of the character from the animated series, and there's even some uh, classic animated Ahsoka side looks that she gives here and there. Yeah. Um, but it's been very subtle. I like the fact that she's doing this, but they're not making it a focal point of the scene, and so some of the things that are her character and how she was animated that she's mimicking without making it uh, character Mystical. music to focus. Yeah, yeah, we can't actually hear the music here, but when I was watching, I noted that because I watched with the subtitles, and I was like, "There's absolutely nothing mystical about the music." That right. That's right now. <laughs> it just it gets like more and more. It's majestic that it's like quant. I don't know. It's funny. We'll we'll see. What I really though enjoy about Rosaria Dawson, her portrayal of Ahsoka, is, is I like that she's not full of emotion. You know, I, I feel like an older Ahsoka who's more of a master would be, you know, more focused on her surroundings and understand what's going on. Yeah, this is cool. I've never seen like blasters, laser blasters open up. Yeah, yeah, and get ammunition for them. That's yeah, like a laser or crystal or whatever. I don't know what it is. Battery. Maybe they are bullets. They're just glowy bullets. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, as a prop maker, you know, those are the things I'm watching. And I'm like, oh, I like that bag. Yeah, yeah so you now have, you have to make one. You're going to redesign them. a whole bunch of stuff now and start adding actual charging modules or whatever those are. <laughs> <laughs> things that I always notice are like the lights on uh, her armor. You know, those are the little things I always used to pick up with my Boba Fett armor when I was making it. You know, sort of those little details. I I love those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a there's oh my gosh, this is like put your chairs in that bright position, your trays in that bright position, buckle mm-hmm. in. These are about to get exciting. And wait, look, look, Ahsoka's not got her arms crossed. I don't think. I don't think she does. I think she made it almost a full like ten seconds without crossing her arms. All right, we gotta stop making fun of that. We gotta move on. Yeah, I, I, do, I do agree with Shane a little bit though that you know that she is more. I mean, along the lines of Clone Wars, and definitely mm-hmm. a distinction from, or sorry, more like Rebels and a distinction from Clone Wars, and that she is more of a mature Jedi. All right, this is where you. I'm oh, sorry, you thought you was gonna. Oh yeah, go ahead. Take yep. it. Yeah, is is poor Hiang gonna? I totally gonna, thought Hiang was gonna. Snappy. Yeah, I was convinced. I was thinking, well, you know, he had a good run. He made it through the first four. Episodes. Yeah, I thought his head was gonna come off right here. Yeah. Five hundred years. It's like they can't take him out now, right? Yeah. He, he had to have had some survival skills to have made it five hundred years. Well, I love the droid fist fight. Yeah, training and fighting with Sabine and stuff. Mm-hmm. I would think that he would know how to fight. Well, as so, well as all of that work with, you know, young Jedi for right? 500 years making lightsabers, you'd think he's picked up a trick or two. Sure. Yeah. You would hope so. But he doesn't have any built-in lightsabers. Like, he needs mm-hmm. some freaking weapons. Well, I, I, I beg to differ. He seems to be doing fine. Oh, here we go. Okay, it's on. Helmet's it's on. on. Look at Helmet's on. on. Lightsaber's lit. Is this the first time we've seen Sabine live action with her helmet on now? I believe it is. I don't think she's put the helmet on before this. So this is how we, we know things are serious. Great little scene here. Great little action scene. I like the way it's um, the cinematography, like how everything's really dark except for the little spots of light here and there. I liked how she drug the one guy in front of the other guy. I wish mm-hmm. the guy would have blasted him. That would have yeah. been cool. That was a little uh, little ruthless. 
This is also a good example for filmmakers that you can create a dark combat scene and not make it so that you can't watch it. Yeah. So can, I really like for a dark scene uh, and combat, I can still see what's going on. I can still mm -hmm. see the action. And yeah, you don't have to have everything move so fast that you can't like, what did I just see? You know, right. I, I do think the lightsabers help with that. I, I was about to say laser swords definitely help with that. They do. And the little light up bits on the armor that we were just discussing earlier. But More foreshadowing. So what I was yeah. saying you know, before about Ahsoka is like, I mean, she's more serene. She's more in the in the line of like, you know, Jedi Masters that we've seen, you know, mm -hmm. the, the the council and stuff like that, that were more kind of still and more at peace with the force. We're, we see that now more in her. Majestic yeah. music. And so he's saying, stay together, guys. Like, you're better together. Mm -hmm. Almost almost guaranteeing that they will be split up by the end. Right? Of the yes. <laughs> so Couldn't my question it. is, right, this fleet, are they always just floating somewhere in space, getting ready to go defeat the Empire or something? Or is yeah. this around the planet or something? Well, they got to find a home base. They're looking for a home planet, I think. Yeah. I think they're just playing. I mean, it's not like you can land that thing anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know, the pilots in the background just walking, you know. We're, she what, does my favorite, thing? favorite line coming up. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, we're not going to hear it, but we'll we'll read it. You'll have to read it aloud for it. Yeah. Well, this entire scene kind of redeems a little bit the last episode because as she's telling them that she's not coming, that uh, they wouldn't let her go after her meeting with the yeah uh, senators or her or the fleet. I yeah. thought to myself, that's not happening. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember thinking earlier when she's talking to the lieutenant, he says, "You can't leave without authorization." I was thinking, she's the general. Who does she need yeah. authorization from? Yeah. Um, but again, predictable. But in a lot of, it's just cool, and particularly yeah. this exit scene here. Uh, oh, and Carson, I love this Carson. guy. Nice to see him again. Yeah. And to your point, uh, Bill, I don't know that I need a, to be surprised by Star Wars necessarily. You know, I, I don't yeah. mind if it's predictable. That's fine. That's not why we're watching this. Well, sometimes it's a rebel, always a rebel is, mm -hmm. is because we know it works. Yeah. And that's uh, and, and I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm OK with the predictability in this. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. This exactly. Scene is freaking cool. <laughs> well, like, you I know, some of those Car I just love seeing Carson again because we, we definitely liked him from The Mandalorian mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it really puts it into the same context as Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, that, that just really took me back to the first time in, in A New Hope when the Millennium Falcon makes the, the jump. Yeah. You know, sitting there seven years old and you're like, that's awesome. I'm surprised she brought her kid. That's weird. Well, you need to have kids in the show. Yeah, and I guess um, yeah, but you're taking her to a mission on a war to help. I don't know. The the New Republic clearly doesn't have childcare options, yeah. right? No free childcare. Mm -hmm. Explains how the ominous whooshing, crystalline twinkling. These are all great titles for something. I'm not sure what, but uh, punk rock bands. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I really like this character i think she's really cool just sort of like the mystery behind mm -hmm. the morgan yeah yeah she's a good well, uh, good villain the whole thing the witches of dathmar all of that i want to know more about it and balin is really interesting too i want to understand his relationship with uh, especially with anakin and and sort of you know coming up you know some of the vitriol he has towards Ahsoka. yeah and a lot of the stuff he says in this episode, you kind of think he's not really terribly villainous. You know, he doesn't, yeah. he's not just twirling his mustache. You know, he seems like he's got some other, something else in mind. Which definitely. A lot I mean, of that's down that's, to, uh, that's down to uh, Ray Stevenson's acting. I mean, the best villains do. The best villains, yeah. you can understand them. I mean, because, you know, they should have a motivation uh, that you can actually understand. Marvel's actually gotten really good at that. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. haven't seen a lot of the rebels, but the way they had that shot, that seems kind of familiar. Like they've done that, the cartoons and the way uh, Ahsoka runs, like she's not running in a straight line that mm -hmm. she zigzaggies and stuff. That seems to be par for the character. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> she ran more in like Clone Wars and stuff. Okay. That's where I'm getting it from. Yeah. That's where you're getting it from. Yeah. 
I did oh like the scene how everybody goes for the lightsabers, but Sabine goes immediately for the for the pistols. The blasters, yeah. <laughs> this is Stick so cool. The, the lightsaber fighting in this is so much more based on stances and mm -hmm. technique than just going as fast as you crazily can go, right? Yeah. Or as slow as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, we had over the years we've had some I mean, the first lightsaber duel we ever saw was a 70-year-old man and a guy in a suit and a helmet yeah. that he couldn't see. And, you know, I think the stuff in the prequel trilogy was a little too frenetic. It was too martial arty, I always thought. Um, I think this strikes a nice balance. With Ahsoka specifically, I, I think, like, Ahsoka specifically, I think very much is her, her, her movements are very samurai. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so Sabine just got smashed against a tree. Oh, there goes and the then tree. the tree slicing is just amazing. Yeah. And of course, the helmet had to come off like a minute. Oh, of course. Ago. Well, yeah. It's like um, Spider-Man can't ever keep his mask on. Well, don't want to forget what the actors look like. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we established through at least several seasons of Mandalorian, you could have a very high-paid lead actor and not actually see mm -hmm. his face for long periods. Yeah, that was that was tense music. <laughs> yes, tense music because tense things are happening. I so felt like that was a little stargatey there with the coordinates. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that too. I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, very, very MacGuffin-y. I mean, it's like just we've we've got this visual of, of just like something clicking down. So okay, so that must show something important happening. It's like a you know the the most evil progress bar ever. Yeah, exactly. It's a plot device. More it's tree slices. Man, this forest is so cool with the okay, red Okay, whirling. This, this he's is, going all grievous yeah, on her now. This is amazing. I love this. And scene. Can I just say the duel between um, Sabine? You gotta and, watch it. Oh, there goes the twirling. But the other duel with the orange all and right, green so. lightsabers just looks <laughs> great. Look at that. Those colors yeah. just look great together. Uh, who was Maruk again? Yeah, uh, it doesn't so, I mean, matter. <laughs> everyone, everyone was making such a big deal about that I character. Know. Like we yeah. all thought right. it was this important thing, and now dust okay. To dust. Uh, Ashes to ashes. He yeah. is essentially like um, they, they, they totally snoked that character. You know, it's no. funny when we were when my wife and I were watching it yesterday. I, I right before that happened, I even said out loud to her, "Okay, they need to decide whether he's going to be a character or not." Yeah, or not. Yeah. And then they chopped him in half, and I went, "Okay, so I guess they <laughs> Yeah, there's been He's so like, much online speculation about who that character was and it being some important thing or time like, travelers Oof. or alternate universe characters and stuff. And like, and it's, nah, the it's, lost, it's, it's just the it's lost just a smoke monster. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, he was just an NPC. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what is that? What was that dust? What so I, I've heard that there's a reference to Rebels that essentially it's a, a spell by her, by uh, like a Sith. Or, or witch spell that that so it's uh, magic yeah yeah force magic by the witch yes yes yeah i like her command there is just just stand there protect the thing yeah just mm -hmm. stay here yeah stay here i'll be back for you well, maybe maybe <laughs> yeah, well, watch the car <laughs> or hold my this purse is, there's yeah, a great purse. great shot coming up here just as she's trying to figure out how to get into this and she creeps in and she creeps in and he's just sitting there hanging out. You know, you expect him to be standing there with his chest sticking out with a big old something he's in his hands. He's got the but force. No. He's he just knows when there. someone enters yeah. his space bubble. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it, it tells us something it's, about the character that he's, he's just uh, having strong. a rest. Like, so he knows Anakin, mm -hmm. but he says everybody knows Anakin. Right. Anakin's hard to miss. Oh, if you would see what he became. Yeah. So he knows what happened to Anakin. And my impression has always been that not that many people know who Darth Vader is. Yeah. It's not common knowledge. Yeah. But he knows. Well, would, would it have come out at the end of Jedi... Yeah, that's a good question. And would anybody would it matter to anybody? Yeah. And why wasn't Balin hunt, hunted down by Inquisitors? That's a good question. These are all good questions. Yeah, all the yeah the um 
the survived Jedi, they're kind of like the immortals in the Highlander TV show, how they're all supposed to be dead, but yet new ones keep appearing every week. Yeah. <laughs> so they clearly didn't do a good job of hunting down all the Jedi. Because there, well, there were be there really thousands was... of them. I mean, there were there were a yeah. lot of Jedi out there. And he's now not a Jedi, not a yeah. Sith, but maybe it's harder to detect um, a deceptive heart than a pure heart or something, and that's right. why more Jedi died. Yeah. And as far as the importance of, I mean, anyone knowing Anakin was was a uh, Darth Vader. I mean, given that the hero of of Yavin and the hero of you know. Return of the Jedi was Luke Skywalker and the the hope of the new Jedi Order and everything. They might have wanted to keep the Skywalker name keep a little quiet. bit there. Although, as we mentioned before, for all we know, Skywalker is a very common name in the Star Wars universe. It could be I'm like sure. Jones. <laughs> and it's more... cool. It's much more like medieval type of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah much so... more military. He's like, man, I'm sorry this had to come down to this. Like, I didn't want to have to kill you or fight you. or mm -hmm. Exactly my point. He's not just the usual murderous, yeah, we kill everything in his path. I mean, we genuinely do not know what his motivations are. Yeah. We do not know why he's doing what he's doing, why he's allied with Morgan, why he wants Thrawn back. He wants power, but we don't know to what end. You know, right. I mean, it, bringing Thrawn back, bringing the yeah. Empire back doesn't seem like it's something he would have wanted having survived the Purge, but it also doesn't seem like he's trying to bring the Jedi back either. Right. right. We, we don't know at all. Like, he, he seems to genuinely not enjoy fighting another Jedi, possibly taking out another Jedi. We don't know what his motivations are. So well, his motivation right here is to, to get Ahsoka. Yeah. And we don't like that. Well, yeah. the motivation is to protect the... the so I love the way the the lightsabers go through the rocks here and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. He's still it's a bit like, of a like Ellen Trope, right? and he does have a bit of that. You know, he seems like he might be a good guy. He's not completely evil, but yet, you know, at least uh, um, our heroes and villains in comics and things like that are full of the the villain who really thinks he's doing a good thing. He's just going about it. You know, he doesn't care about his means. I mean, whether you're talking yeah. about um, Magneto for the X-Men or um, Lex Luthor with Superman. Uh, you know, slice these are rock. all people that are the, you know, they think they're the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah no villain, villain thinks they're the villain. Yeah, a good, yeah. A good villain is always the hero of their own story. Mm -hmm. What's great here is Ahsoka does succeed, but uh, yeah, the heck out of her. So she's like trying to get this that cube off, and he's here's oh. these two again. Oh my yeah, god! I'm surprised that they've been going this long now. Honestly, yeah, Sabine's holding. She's tired here. Yeah, yeah, you can tell they're both tired. They're getting yeah, they're too evenly matched. It seems like. And I yeah. knew we would finally see her use the force. I knew we would see that this. Mm -hmm. But, no, but, or not. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not much, but hey, uh, it worked, and she wasn't able to do it. Yeah, but what she realizes there is that you don't have the force, so that's, she has that's, rockets. Yes, yeah. she has rockets. That's yeah, what she know, realized. I, I gotta say, I think I maybe I'd rather have rockets than the force. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> can rely on rockets. Oh, oh no, he's losing. Oh. I'm I'm as I change my my subtitle on my name tag. I am rooting for Balin. Actually, I, I want to know. I want him to win. I was going to come up with a funny title too, and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's really. What's that? Pixie dust? What is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this shows us um, in the the lore and backstory and whatever the the idea is that the Mandalorian armor was originally designed to counter the powers that the Jedi have. So like, the Jedi can make people float around. So the Mandalorians have grappling hooks instead, which lets them yeah. do the same thing. And that the bat, the armor, the material withstands block lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. So like intense here coming up. Yeah, it's a, it's a great duel. It's a both of these. Yeah, duels. well here she realizes she thinks that Sabine's dead because yeah, his apprentice came back, and she's just like, 
Oof. That was a little ruthless. You too. killed my Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to take it. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. And he's like, it didn't even come to this. I you see, you. he's, he's, uh, he regrets this. He's not, not just hell bent to, to murder everybody in front of him like most Sith that we've met so far. So she's like, that the her looking through that right there, that's like from Rebels, too. Mm -hmm. ah. Anakin or Vader. Okay, so that was so a daring choice. Her name's in the title, and they, they bumped her off in episode four. What happened? She just, well, she they just did call the episode floating? Fallen Jedi. Mm. She just did she catch herself at the force float? I don't think so. No, no. I think starting next week it'll have a different title. <laughs> Sabine. It'll be called Sabine, like it should have been called all along. No. It's just we don't know Sabine. Yeah. I mean, we know Ahsoka from a couple other series. Yes. Yeah, Ray Stevenson, such a bummer he passed away. He's such mm -hmm. a yeah. He's this and he's terrific. So cool. The costume's cool. Mm -hmm. oh, everything about him is amazing. And he's so here he is with the everything uh, about everybody. He knows everything about Ahsoka. He knows everything about her, about her motivations. Well, he just did the Kylo thing and like read her mind right there. Yeah. And uh now he's uh they're having the uh the Indiana Jones and Belloc argument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't blow up the arc. We all know you're not gonna do it. Yeah, you can see she's she's He's she's already she's lost this fight. She should have just thrown that up and yeah. shot it. And it's exactly yeah, but, the conversation that Ahsoka had with her. It's like, yeah. I trust mm -hmm. you to do the right thing in the right moment. Right, but she yeah. knows this is it's the like, only way they're going to get. It's the only way they're going to get Ezra back. So she knows. Yeah. She can't. Well, I mean, it'll probably be her life too. I mean, if she would right. shoot that thing, he'd probably take her out. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's I don't really know that. I think a normal Sith villain, yes, but this one, I don't think so. I yeah, believe she's not getting the the benefit of our insight to watching him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's 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 the it's the failing there. It's Jedi don't have attachments, right? I, I really would have liked to have seen her just go no and yeah, just yeah. throw it up and shoot it. And they could have found other, you know, they the have other theme. ways of sure. Uh, of the villains accomplishing their goal, they yeah. You, you would think they would have an AI be you know the thing got to like eighty percent. The AI should be able to fill in the last twenty percent. Mm -hmm. yeah. But even well, though we see this coming, it, it's still I think part of it is just because it hurts. It well, really, it does seem it, like it happens that way, Michael. And, Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, this is the story. This is what the, the story is about. Her wanting to save her friend above anything else. Uh oh! I thought she was gonna start crying. I thought so too. Right? Throw up or something? Or I, yeah. I thought it was him betraying her. I thought it was Balin killing her, and yeah. then realized that it was Shin. That, yeah. And then he then he stops her. Yeah, and and consider that Star Wars has a, a long tradition of, of characters changing sides. So uh, I don't I don't know that I'm I'm rooting for Balin to to. Um, to turn around by the end of the series. Yeah, and we don't know who the title refers to. Does the title refer to Balin? Does the title refer to Ahsoka? We don't no, know. The Fallen Jedi, yeah. Who is the Fallen Jedi? Right. So they were like three quarters. Well, I thought it was because Ahsoka went off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because, yeah, the, the, the thing was like like 75, 80%, and then, then he plugs it back in, and then immediately it's done. It took like, immediately. like, took we're like an hour, you know, everything up to that point. <clears throat> So going back to what you're saying about who's the fallen Jedi, none of the characters that we just talked about uh, identify themselves as Jedi. Correct. True. Well, it could be someone that, that we just haven't quite seen yet. Yeah, as if they're in the um, after credits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and arriving a little bit late to the battle. As always, but... But at the least Calvary, they made a great attempt. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and the cavalry has can't ever arrive before the nick of time. That wouldn't be very no, 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 no. It is cool. Congratulations seeing, are complete. It's so so cool seeing seeing the ghost, uh, you know, with yeah. the le leading five uh, X wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Joik. So that'll never be used again. But Ahsoka hasn't burned into her hand, so we're good. <laughs> no, see, we're back to Raiders of the Lost Ark again. <laughs> that would be a Raiders reference. Yeah. That would totally be a Raiders reference. It's like, fine, we can't follow them. We'll just follow what's on Ahsoka's hand. Yeah. And that's just the one fourth they needed to use. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right, though. It will be interesting. I mean, there's no question that they'll figure out a way to follow them, but it will be interesting to see what, what they come up with. The whales. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Space whales. The space whales. Because, I mean, they made such a show of the whales being there. They have to factor into the story somehow. Lock S foils. I love that line. Yeah. So and this uh, this shot, the shot of, of the guys in the cockpit is so Star Wars. That's just so iconic. You have to have that as much as you can in, in Star Wars stuff. I don't know if he's already uttered the line or not here, but uh, again, on Balin's motivations, he does mention at some point, he says that uh, sort of trope line of the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we don't know what greater good. What's his greater good? What's exactly. his greater good? I mean, <laughs> what, is, what does he think the greater good is? Why so does he also think... said, come with me willingly, and she's in cuffs. Yeah. Well, I'm sure uh, the uh, the apprentice insisted. <laughs> Shin. Yeah. Yeah. Or Shin. more. I have a hard time remembering her name for some reason. I don't know why. Shin I, I keep getting it from the subtitles. Yeah, Shin. And her last name's Hottie. There's the hyperdrive thingy. Very Star Trekky to me. It is. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. It is a bit. That's a very Star Wars shot, though, of all those ships. You know, mm -hmm. center, dead center of the camera. So um, I was just thinking how great she looks, and no wrinkles, and being mm -hmm. green and everything. And then in like the next scene, I think it gave her a wrinkle. Yeah. I mean, having that happen to you, yeah. you know, would, would produce some wrinkles. So, yeah. She just looks at her son like, did you see that? <laughs> Didn't he say earlier, I have a bad feeling? Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. Jason did. Yeah, Jason did do the, I had a bad, I have a bad feeling about this. Yep. He didn't say about this, just I have a bad feeling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Carson and, and Hera and Jason survived because they're course. characters that we know. The rest were all yeah. like, yeah, other franchise red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I think a few other. I think well, only he one says of them. It now. Well, here, here's oh, where yeah. it goes. Yeah, here's where he says that's, it. I think it's a little too late. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bad feeling. I, I uh, wish it would have just about this. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought he was going to say, I peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> He's like, Ren, Sabine, anybody? Yeah. Anybody? Anyone? Tana? Not sure. Forget about the droid. Just leave me here. <laughs> well, I, I thought Sabine I was honestly not expecting Hu Yang to survive this episode. So I yeah. guess that's a. So where's our lead character? Yeah. We, she's well, hanging off the edge of the cliff. We don't know where where our lead character is. Waves crashing. Waves crashing. Suspense is killing me. This is a beautiful shot, though the way they make yeah. the transition. And then here's an arm. Yeah. She's giant. So I thought she was on the beach. Yeah, like I said, I was like, she's in the world between worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, totally thought that she was on a beach there. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I did too. And then a little, little glowy for a beach. Maybe not yeah. a beach. But what? <laughs> Yeah, once you see the path, and and this to me, this is I mean, this is nice because yes, those of us who have watched Rebels remember this, 
But if you haven't, does that matter? Do you, does it matter that you don't know for sure what this is? No, I, I don't know that even no, if it was troubles, we know what this is. I didn't know what this was until yeah. I researched it today. And I'm fine. Yeah. And then hello, Snips. I'm yeah. fine with that. Like we knew he was going to be in it, but we didn't know mm -hmm. how or where not or when. When or sure. what. And I'm glad it's in number four, not number one. Mm -hmm. Mysterious <laughs> four voice. Warm music. Warm. Warm. More music playing. Yeah. And there he is. Dun, dun, dun. Now, yep. I do have to say that I kind of wish they hadn't treated his face. They've clearly done some yeah, CG. Definitely yeah. Yeah. I think and it's I the wish hair. The face is great. I think it's the hair. It's yeah, something no. other, something. Vader yeah. theme plays. What That's... the F? Right. Is he actually Vader or... Why would that happen if they were like, oh? Well, for the well, audience, the cue the cue is Vader's music. Yeah, yeah. But so, so I was going to say, I I remember that in in when he appeared in the Obi Wan series, they did not de-age him. Um, you know that flashback scene where he and Obi Wan are dueling in the little tower. They're just having their practice duel. They didn't de-age him, and I thought that was fine. I actually find the de-aging more distracting than the actor being visibly older. I would much rather they have just not done that and let mm. him let, let us see his saggy jowls. I think it's fine because he's not the age difference between him and him as he looked in, in uh, revenge of the Sith is not nearly as pronounced as like Mark Hamill's is between yeah. return of the Jedi. Cause that's an extra 20 years. Well, different. And, and, and that's the thing is we're going to talk about where they are. I mean, the, the de-aging and kind of the CGI can work in story, you know, it can, but I don't think it did in this case. It, it didn't, it didn't help. And it kind of took me out of it a little bit because it didn't look quite right. It was a little, Interesting. It, didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I still don't think that even though this is the, this can be in any time and any time period, Anakin, I still think this is a current Force Ghost Anakin, who is. Uh, I, I I think this is the um, revised <laughs> Force Ghost Anakin we see at the end of. Interesting, because prior to the show, when we watched the uh, Tales of the Jedi episodes, and when we watched the trailer for this, we kind of did a discussion on the trailer, and that was my suggestion. That was that was what I was kind of hoping that it was going to be, that it was going to be a Force Ghost Anakin, basically the Force Ghost that we saw at the end of the revised version of Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. But that, that's the thing. I think now introducing it this way, and for the audience who aren't caught up, you know, it, where they are is, you know, where we're supposing is it's in a, in a realm called the world between worlds. And, and it, it, it has portals to all time periods, all time and space. Mm -hmm. So it could be Anakin from any part of time and space. Yeah. Well, and the question is, is how did Ahsoka get there? Did she die to get there? Right. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Did, what about Ahsoka? <laughs> well, yeah, how did Ahsoka get there in the first place? Yeah. Right. And is she, she essentially like a force ghost and can, like Anakin, and now that's why he looks real to her is because she is in the same plane as him now. And does dead. that mean Anakin can come hang out with her now and they can go on journeys together? I don't know. You know, it's so many questions. Go ahead, Jackie. I was going to say, in Rebels, you know, Ezra was able to pull Ahsoka out from her place in, in time. Um, I think she just has a connection to this world between worlds um and the fact that she's probably alive it's just one of those things that the portal opened up when she was on the edge of death um i think that's where we're going with this sure I, she's having a she's having an out-of-body experience she's probably floating in the water unconscious yeah, yeah. Well, at your suggestion Thankfully today, Jackie, I, I watched the episode of Rebels World World uh, Within Worlds or World Between Worlds, where, mm -hmm. where Ezra Bridger did enter the world between worlds and saw the portals and saw a moment of Ahsoka and pulled her through into, into that place. And, and just kind of how we know that that's what it is, is, you know, this is what we saw, you know, when they were mm -hmm. in the world within worlds. So so that's mm -hmm. why we're, we're, we're supposing that that's where they're at. So sure. So Jackie, that's what I thought. Um, Dave Filoni had said that Ezra can pull her in. I didn't know he could pull her out. But if Ezra could pull her in and they're trying to hyperspace to Thrawn, maybe Thrawn and Ezra do know what's happening and maybe he 
Yeah, and certainly Ezra could pull her out when Elsbeth uh, gets there, when they all get there. Right, but that doesn't explain the line of uh, when he when Anakin talks to Ahsoka, he says, "Oh, I'm surprised it took uh, you're you're here this earlier, this quick, or something along those lines." So soon, yeah. so, yeah. soon. So, so so soon. And then why is Anakin there right away? Right. So Anakin has to play a bigger role into this, in my opinion. I, I just don't know how. Yet, yeah, yeah. You know? I think it was one of those things, like in in Rebels, and like Michael, you watched it today. So. Uh, Ezra got there through a portal, through a mural. Um, and I think it's, they're like, like we said, there are portals everywhere. I think you could be a port. It, it could even be a portal once you're dead. Um, because they never have really come out and said exactly what this is. Is this the edge between life and death? Is this like a purgatory type situation or what? But you can't, once you're in there, you can see what's going on throughout time. Well, and, and we know it's attached to Jedi temples or, you know, temples of the force. So, so where they were was, was a Dathomir, you know, temple essentially. Mm -hmm. So there could have been a portal there that she fell through. Yeah. And really it's attached to wherever the writers need it to be. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. For for plot point. Mm -hmm. We, we now have three methods for them to reach the, to chase after Sabine and, and Balin. Right. So yeah, they could use the space whales. Yeah, Hera could get there through the space whales. Sabine could, or uh, Ahsoka could get there through the world between worlds. So, yep. And then she has the uh, map on her hand. The Raiders way. <laughs> the Raiders way. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, exactly. Do you think they're gonna have? They can. They can make this happen. The the, the Belloc method. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, Hera was test driving that other ship, and that had hyperspace did it not uh well they all have hypers it's just the, the oh i'm story. talking i was watching the super the hyperspace yeah sorry yeah. that's I, I think it's, cartoon. It's, yeah it's, it's more about the, the 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 size of the ship to go as far as it's going to go mm-hmm I don't know. I don't know how hyperspace works. So yeah, <laughs> Again, but well, hyperspace it. definitely goes at the speed of plot. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, just, uh, yeah it works. It works however we need it to work. Um, so, so we have do you good, think with uh, um, Anakin in this now with Ahsoka, and then now that they're going to another galaxy, do you think Thrawn is going to be just held to that other galaxy, and there's going to be a, a lot of wars there, and maybe Ahsoka and Anakin go and join? Maybe Anakin comes out. Or do you think he stays in the world between worlds? I mean, there's just so many questions now, you know. I would, I personally would prefer to see Anakin as a character used sparingly and in an advisory role and not become somebody who actually gets to run around and, and do stuff because his story's done. You know, yeah. we, we saw how his story ended already. We don't, we haven't seen how Ahsoka's story ends yet. So that's true. That is still a big question mark because yeah, she she's not in seven, eight, and nine. So her story does end at some point. Yeah. So she's go ahead. She's still this this big question mark, and Anakin is is almost a distraction because he here's this character. I mean, yeah, it's great to see him again, and that's that's wonderful and fun, and I'm glad we get to see him be here a little bit. But I don't want him to take over the series. I, I. Want him to drift back into the background. It, yeah. it should be a treat when he shows up. And yeah, I think Anakin start doing force it all the time. Ghost. It's it's not special anymore, you know. Yeah, him as a force ghost to, to Ahsoka makes the most sense. I mean, yeah. that that's the thing. You know, it, it makes sense. You know, of who who you know the Qui Gon would appear to to uh, Obi Wan, and Obi Wan would appear to Luke. You know, and that Yoda would appear to Luke. So I mean, it's it's that master you know apprentice relationship there that it makes sense that he would be the one to appear as a force ghost to her. Right. And maybe they'll answer some questions as to why Anakin never was a force ghost to uh, Ben Solo, right? And Or why didn't you ever see Anakin in uh, 789 talking to his son? Maybe it's because it's Master Apprentice type of deal. Yeah, that, that was always my thought was that he, he doesn't, Anakin doesn't know any of those people. He doesn't know Ben Solo. He doesn't even, he doesn't know Luke Skywalker. He doesn't, he's never met Luke. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it all depends on wherever Forrest goes. You've got the expanded universe of what was originally the novels that took place after um, the original trilogy before everything kind of came back. Yeah. So a lot of those books answer all of those questions. <laughs> well, and I think Filoni is bringing some of that in. Yeah, we don't know how they're going to reinvent that now. And, you know, certainly uh, for Heir to the Empire, um, there's a lot they can't really do the same way now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm still going to be disappointed if when we find Thrawn, he does not have, what are those lizards, Ysalamiri or whatever? Ysalamiri. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I could, I could see them doing that because what, I mean, he's, Filoni is not really, he's bringing next to nothing in from any of those books. He's, he's brought one main character, Thrawn, and then a couple of the characters that are associated with Thrawn, Captain Pelion and, and Ruck, the little uh, goblin kind of guy from the end of Rebels. Um, but he hasn't brought really any plot elements from, from Heir to the Empire in. And I don't think he will. I think he has his own stories he wants to tell. I don't think he wants to do an adaptation or anything even remotely resembling an adaptation. Yeah, um, he'll just use it for reference. I mean, it'll. Yeah. there might be some things that are um, Easter eggs, as it were. Possibly. But as you said, they can't really do those stories because they use too many characters that are now too old we can't we can't have luke and han and leia back right mm-hmm. without without, without, recasting. Recasting. Yeah. without recasting and, and they, they seem to be pretty reluctant to recast yeah they, yeah, they pretty pretty set uh, made a pretty firm statement about that so okay so th- we, we've kind of covered a lot of the speculation there about you know what does this mean her being the world between worlds what does anakin beat there being but with the episode we actually watched you know what do you think about it what what, what did we love about that episode everything <laughs> the lore the lightsaber battles the the planet i mean the excitement of getting to thrawn finally you know just i like i liked hearing a lot more from balin i like that they fleshed him out a little bit as a character yeah. and made it clear that he's not the same kind of of murdery mustache twirling villain that we usually get mm-hmm. uh, that he's a much more thoughtful nuanced character and maybe it's not going to be so cut and dried. Stuff stuff isn't going to unfold necessarily the way we we think it's going to. Um, so that was that was what I liked the most about this episode was just getting to hear more from from him. We cleared the decks by saying that 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 M Inquisitor person or whatever is 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 not a thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if just do the spell again and he could be a thing. You don't know. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they did that on purpose just to to keep the fans occupied for a while. Yeah, just to give, just give us something to speculate about. Right, something that would not matter at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it's just a red herring that Dave Filoni is like, ah, let him freak out. Let's mess with him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost it was just like a red herring. writing exactly. it in real time and at watching our reactions and going, let's make it this way now. Let's make it this way now. Like they're, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's funny. So, so I'm really wondering if next week we finally get to see Thrawn because – uh, you know, the, the episode coming up, episode five, is actually going to be shown in some movie theaters around the country. So it makes me think that there's some epic thing that's going to happen. So I I'm really hope it's Thrawn. And honestly, I, I, I really, if it is, I'm really happy for Timothy Zahn, uh, you know, because he created Thrawn. And I remember talking to him at Starfest years ago when, when Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm and retcon basically said that, like, all the books and everything were no longer canon and and he was really not i don't know upset but pretty bummed out about the situation and and uh i I think it's cool that thrawn is finally coming back i think that's really exciting so if thrawn comes back do you think the vong will come in to play especially in another galaxy for sure you know i think that could be excited about that Well, and, and how are, you know, somehow they're going to get Mando in the Mandoverse involved. So it, it makes you think, how are they going to start inner, you know, winding all these? And then there's this other show coming out, the uh, uh, Skeleton Crew. And was it December, January time frame that's supposed wow. to take place in the same time as Ahsoka? But it's with like, a, I think they're saying like a Goonies type of theme where it's like 
uh, Jude Law is like the main character, and right. then like I haven't heard people. recently if that's still on the schedule or when that's scheduled. I, I know they've been shifting a lot of that stuff around, and they've been trying. Like I know they just shifted all the Marvel shows and put yeah. them in the back. So I don't know if that's still scheduled for. I mean, I, they obviously they already made it, so I mean it's going to come out, but I just don't know when it's scheduled for. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Tell that to Batgirl <laughs> because they already made it. Doesn't mean it's still coming out. Yeah, yeah. different different regime. <laughs> Well, to your earlier question, what made this episode for me is just that we got all the best elements of Star Wars in one episode that we haven't had in a long time. So whether, you know, from spaceships to lightsaber duels, um, all of the the great characters, and then the callback to uh, Anakin, Darth Vader himself, you have everything in kind of one episode that they didn't mess up everything here was uh was classic and it's all the things that kind of hit those key points for our enjoyment of star wars and you know whether i think everybody liked all the previous stories of presentations with the mandalorian um the the book of boba fett the animated series, but there's always those little catches and certain people out that are like, oh, well, it's not really Star Wars to me anymore. Um, this brings everything back and reminds us that this is Star Wars. Yeah, this definitely was, you know, we talked about it with the first episode, that, th that this feels like the most natural continuation from you know return of the jedi that we've gotten so far that this is this is definitely episode 6.5 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Uh, well, so on that note, I'll, I'll we'll leave with two notes. Uh, one would be uh, my usual refrain of trust the Filoni. So, so you know, we'll we'll see where he's going with it, and and trust that he's going to take us somewhere that we want to go. And uh, I would say the most important thing coming out of this episode is that the linchpin of the entire saga is Carson. <laughs> he's the he's the R two D two of the yeah he the he's the he's the crossover from Mandalorian. I, I I think he might have even appeared in Book of Boba Fett. Um, you know he, he yeah, now so appears he's, in here he's and, and, and you know, he's the only one other than Hera who survives that ship. You know going to diaper space right in front of them. So right. so Car 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 Carson's the key. Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm thanks everyone. We yeah, will uh, re reconvene a week from now. And thanks everyone for joining us. And yeah. and. Uh, Check us out on Facebook at Benji and the Force. Uh, subscribe on all your podcast clients. Uh, look for Benji and the Force. And definitely like and subscribe us on YouTube. Uh, we definitely want to see you there. Comment and everything that you can at Benji and the Force on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. See you all Bye. next time. Bye.